Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera and welcome to this episode of After the Fact where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. The most direct impact of our choices, whether good or bad, during elections is felt at the local level, in the very communities where we live in. You pick a competent mayor, for instance, and expect meaningful programs and services for the next three years. But choose a bad one and you'll suffer for years to come. We've seen this with how local governments have been handling the COVID-19 pandemic. Some commendable while others are forgettable. Tonight, welcome to our special series and candidates running for local positions in the 2022 elections. We'll look at the issues in all politics as local. Now, political dynasties have been dominating Philippine politics for generations. Families appropriating among themselves what are supposed to be elective positions across regions. Of course, they still are elected, meaning it's the voters who ultimately decide. But before they arrive at that decision on the ballot is where the depth of influence and efficiency of political clans is seen. Tonight, we'll look at how political dynasties have grown over the years and how they're poised to influence the outcome of the 2022 national and local elections. Be part of our discussion. Send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is uh, Julio Tihanki, a political science professor at De La Salle University. He is the author or the co-author and co-editor of the upcoming book, Patronage Democracy in the Philippines, Clans, Clients, and Competition in Local Elections. Good evening, Dean Tihanki, and thank you for joining us again on the program. Good evening, Christian, and Happy New Year. It's great Happy to be New back. Happy New Year to you. Nice to have you back on the program, Dean Tihanki. Okay, this conversation is very important to help guide and enlighten many of our voters, especially at the local level, as to political dynasties. I'd like to frame this conversation in the context of slaying political dynasties or defeating right. uh, political dynasties. First off, uh, a very basic question Can they be defeated? Is it really possible to slay political dynasties? Okay. So, uh, yeah, this year uh, we're facing another round of elections, but we are seeing the same set of political families, Christians. No? Uh, political families and dynasties have been uh, constant in Philippine politics. No? In the Philippines, I've said this time and time again, Uh, clans and not parties have been the building block of electoral politics. No? And local politics have been the breeding ground of dynastic politics. No? Now, while dynastic politics have been a constant in Philippine politics, uh, dynastic families have been uh, a regular feature in our uh, electoral politics, they are not undefeatable. No? Uh, For example, in the 2019 midterm elections, no, there are 32 political dynasties no, uh, who were defeated. No? And, uh, and these are well-entrenched dynasties who have been in power for decades. No? Like, for example, the Estradas, 50 years in power. No? The Eusebios, 20 years. The Cleos in uh, uh, Dinagat, no? 12 years. Florendo, etc. No? So on and so forth. No? And we have also seen in the... Uh, last uh, midterm election, no, uh, the rise of the next generation or new blood of uh, of uh, local politicians, no, 
not necessarily belonging to dynastic families. No? Some of them are a mix of both old and new uh, players. No? And some uh, uh, are, are populists. No? Some are, uh, are members of older dynasties but have a, a different perspective on, uh, on local politics, like for example, Vico Soto, no? or non-dynastic uh, local politicians like Isko Moreno and Kakabagao. And one interesting example is uh, uh, the governor of uh, Tagum, of uh, Davao del Norte, no? Edwin Jubahib, no? mm -hmm. who uh, literally slew, uh, slain the, the well-entrenched uh, Lorendo Lagdameo uh, clan in uh, Davao del Norte. No? Okay. These are concrete examples of uh, political dynasties slain or defeated during the previous election cycle. Now, based on that, are you seeing a certain formula or is there such a thing as a formula to defeat a particular dynasty or those examples that you cited were more of an exception or perhaps happenstance given certain factors or confluence of events that were uh, pervasive in that particular locality? Yes, uh, while uh, 32... Dynastic families, no, uh, and this is a significant number, no, and I think this is the highest uh, number uh, of uh, political families defeated in a single election in post-EDSA or uh, uh, post-authoritarian politics in the Philippines, no. But uh, that thirty-two, that thirty-two political families is just a small percentage of the overall number of political dynasties and families in the country. No? Uh, there are 234 political families no? that dominated the, 200, uh, the 2019 midterm elections. No? That's 73% of practically all uh, the candidates elected in that election. No? And... Uh, uh, you know, we expect the same number to dominate uh, this year's election. No? But then again, we have to ask the question, how do dynasties end? No? Uh, mm -hmm. Even with this large uh, uh, percentage of political clans and dynasties still dominating uh, our, our electoral uh, and political life, no? how do they end? Because eventually, most of them do end. No? Uh, there are three observable and uh, historical factors no, that uh, we can point to to how dynasties end. First, they are challenged and defeated by another dynasty. No? Mm -hmm. uh, case in point, no? the classic uh, uh, struggle of uh, the Singsons versus the Chrysologos no? in Ilocos, uh, Ilocos Sur. No? And then you have the uh, second one is they are challenged and defeated by non-dynastic players. No? Like, uh, for example, Mon Ilagan in Cainta no, versus the Felix dynasty, or Among Ed in Pampanga versus the Pineda, or Grace Padaka in Isabella uh, versus the Dees. No? Hmm. But uh, the problem with the second example is that after one victory or uh, two victories, no, uh, hmm. these new players either uh, are defeated by or the recalled. very same old political family or they themselves start to build their own political dynasty. Yeah. And the third possible uh, reason why dynasties end uh, is because of the, oh, their overstaying. 
mm. <laughs> and they've over or they've overextended their political base no like mm. uh, for example the crushing defeat of the estradas in several constituencies in all the constituencies that they fielded candidate in 2019 mm-hmm. so so the the third factor that that, that you mentioned was uh, had more to do with uh, what the dynasty failed right. or actually did no like in right, the case of the right. Stradas in 2019 spreading themselves too thinly uh, right. from San Juan to Manila trying to build uh, another dynasty the national yes. Uh, in the capital city of the Philippines. Okay. Yes. Now, for those who are still asking, why why bother talk to talk? Why bother talking about political dynasties when, in fact, in our own localities, our rulers are dynasties, but they are good ones. Let's put that in okay. perspective. Is there really such a thing as good or bad political dynasties? Okay. Uh, when when we refer to uh, uh, the phenomenon of political dynasties no, or political clans. No? I'd like to clarify that we are not uh, personally accusing these members of political families or political clans of being uh, of doing bad, no? of uh, not being good public servants. No? Indeed, there are some of them who have been very good at uh, doing uh, what is expected from them no especially in terms of constituent service no but what is actually uh questionable in the current system is the huge percentage of political families and clans that are dominating no so if uh, for example no based on the study of the ateneo school of government no around 70% of all uh uh local government officials no elected uh, uh, in the previous election are members of political parties in my own study of uh, the history of our philippine congress our philippine legislature 70 to 80% of the members of our house of representatives belong to political dynasties now here one one would ask is still is this still democratic no mm. uh, if you have a system in which 70% to 80% of all your elected officials both uh, uh, in the legislature and in the local governments are members of uh, political dynasties and political families is it still democratic whose interests will they protect no if uh, if a majority of uh, the seats are are Are, or the power no is controlled by these political families hmm. but how do you make uh, people realize that particular problem because we understand the the other uh, issue of political patronage which is the yes. subject of your recent book in tinatawag yung patronage democracy so yes. in this case let's put that in perspective yes. how does political patronage help political dynasties flourish even further yes So uh kasi, no political dynasties refer to the concentration, consolidation and perpetuation of political power, no? Uh, there is a reason why well of course there there are family of doctors, no there are family of lawyers, no and it's but natural, no, for members of uh, of uh, these families to continue whatever profession, no? Uh their their uh Uh, parents or their relatives no uh, have excelled in no mm. and the same goes for some politicians no of course uh, uh, they would like to follow the footsteps of their uh, uh, of their relatives no of their parents no 
But the problem is, uh, public office is a public trust. No? And uh, uh, whenever one gets elected in a political position, no, one also uh, gets the incumbency advantage. No? Yeah. Now, uh, of course, uh, because of uh, the many uh, opportunities no, for political and even economic advancement or even social advancement, that is a great incentive for a politician to continue holding their uh, uh their political position, and if not holding it, expanding it to members of the same family. Ngayon, itong problema, Christian, no? lahat ng bagay may kapalit. No? Siyempre, para mahalal itong mga politikong to, no? lalong-lalo na sa mga uh, constituency or mga lugar na medyo mahirap, no? uh, ang ginagawa nila ay pagpapamudmud sila ng mga tinatawag nating uh, uh, ngayon tinatawag nating ayuda no pero uh, sa political science ito tinatawag nating patronage no uh, ito yung mga uh, uh, kumbaga pangpaakit no sa ating mga butante na sila ay bumoto dito at okay. hindi rin natin masisisi ang mga butante dahil uh, kailangan nila ito no karamihan sa kanila ay mahirap no at uh, paminsan-minsan no kada eleksyon na abutan sila ng pera or napapangakuan sila ng trabaho or nabibigyan sila ng pagkain or ngayon nabibigyan silang ayuda. Okay. Pero kailangan natin isipin, Christian, lahat ng bagay may kapalit. <laughs> so, uh, saan kukunin ngayon ng mga political dynasties itong pinanunod ng nila? Sa tindin, sa pera ng taong bayan. Oh, sa pera ng taong bayan. <laughs> oh, sige, let's make a distinction between political patronage and clientelism. Kasi oh, okay. sa, mga, sa, sa, sa mga sinulat nyo, sa mga pag-aaral na ginawa nyo, yes. you've, you've always made a distinction. No? When you talk about patronage, yes. public money. Yes. Actually, pag clientelism, yes. pwedeng hindi. Pwedeng hindi. Now, which diba? is worse? Which is worse? Ang clientelismo kasi is yung relationship nang nagbibigay at nung tumatanggap no at yan yung ganyang klasing relationship kahit hindi sa politika yan no kahit sa labas ng politika uh, makikita yan lalong-lalo na nung unang panahon na maraming mga sendero di ba at uh, yung mga kanilang tinatawag uh, na magsasakaw mga kasama ay umaasa dun sa pinamimigay ng mga sendero dahil sila ang may control ng lupa. Yun ang example ng clientelism or clientelism, no? Yung patronage, no? Yun yung pinamimigay, yung pinamumudmod, no? At kadalasan ang pinamumudmod ng mga politiko ay nanggagaling din sa gobyerno, sa kaban ng bayan, no? Either uh ito kasi uh, talagang binibigay na serbisyo ng estado ng pamahalan pero dahil dumadaan sa kanila sila ngayon na nagsasabing this uh, uh, this uh, bus stop <laughs> is uh, is brought to you by this politician and so on and so through forth. the efforts no through the efforts no tapos ang isa pang uh, uh, anyo ng uh, patronage ay yung tinatawag nating KBL no yung kasal binyag libeng no na alam naman natin parte ng constituency service ng lahat ng local officials natin at ng mga kongresista natin. So, dyan na ngayon pumapasok yung question na kailangan may access ka sa pork barrel or may kailangan may access ka sa internal re- revenue allotment. At hindi, dahil dito, 
kailangan kakampi mo yung nasa Malacanang. Okay. Dahil pag hindi ka kakampi ng, Malac- ng Malacanang, hindi marirelease yung budget mo, wala okay. kang maibibigay sa mga constituents mo. Let's try to provide certain practical tips or pieces of advice to to voters at the local level. Kasi we can all also understand uh, their predispositions or proclivities. No? Kung baga, binigyan ako ni mm-hmm. Mayor eh. Naka, mm-hmm. naka, kung baga, we survived the pandemic because of the efforts of our mayor. No? How do you make them realize that that is the job of the local officials? And if they were efficient, well, thank you. But that was their job. Pero yung oh. utang na loob factor yung debt of gratitude which also yes. I suppose is a very big factor sa political patronage. And one more thing siguro right. din, no? do you think the current pandemic would actually help perpetuate this uh, this kind of skewed mentality even more? Kasi yung mga nasa yes. incumbent positions, they had the, the resources to provide them to the people. Diba? Correct. So yun nga eh. No? So what we're seeing right now is actually a case of uh, dynastic expansion. No? Uh, kung titignan natin yung uh, datos ng mga nag-file ng kandidatura, mukhang mas dumami pa yata ang miyembro ng political families or political dynasties. No? Uh, imbes na nabawasan or at least pantay man lang, parang dumami pa. No? So what we're seeing is yung tinatawag kong case of dynastic expansion. No? So hindi, it's no longer the case of the existence of political dynasties no? uh, can be attributed to simply a function of poverty and underdevelopment. Kasi based dun sa latest ABS-CBN uh, uh, report nyo, no? investigative report, no? napakadaming uh, dynastic families na nag, nag, uh, tumatakbo dito sa Metro Manila. No? So even in uh, urban uh, centers like uh, Metropolitan Manila, no, napakadaming political dynasty. So it's no longer a function of poverty and underdevelopment. No? So uh, urban political families have become what I call political entrepreneurs. No? Naging negosyo na kasi ang pagtakbo at uh, paghawak ng posisyon sa gobyerno no and this is the unintended consequences of decentralization no uh, bakit no kasi maraming binigay na kapangyarihan at marami ring binigay na resources sa ating uh, uh, local government units no pero wala tayong uh, ipinatupad na necessary political reforms like party reforms at ang pagpasa ng anti-dynasty law no mm-hmm. so ngayon uh, there's now a lot of incentives no by way of political and economic resources to drive families to maintain their tight hold on their incumbency advantage no uh, kaya nga mas lalong na-attract no so hindi lang sa sa kongreso ngayon sa house pati sa local government pati party list no yeah. na dapat ay sa marginalized ay pinapatos na rin itong mga political dynasties. Kinaijack na in fact no. Yung sinasabi <laughs> ng iba they, they 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 try to make a distinction between fat and thin dynasties. Does right. the distinction even matter because eventually many of the thin dynasties also end up being fat and getting even Correct. fatter, di ba? Right. So kasi nga uh, nangyari it's no longer well no. Some ano ba example din ng ano? Ano ba example oh. din ng thin dynasty compared oh. to a fat dynasty? Ang thin kasi isa-isa lang, no? Pasa-pasa lang, no? So yan yung legacy, no? So meron kang uh, uh, naunang uh, politiko tapos ipinasa sa anak, pa isa-isa lang, no? So uh, maraming ganyan, no? Uh, hindi ang fat dynasty yung sabay-sabay, no? At yun ang matindi, no? Kasi 
alam naman natin no uh, kung iyahambing natin ang ating politika sa isang uh, 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 blood circulation no uh, yung narrow pathway ng pag-ikot ng dugo pag yan ay na na na, na block ng cholesterol no and di ba delikado yon no? ganun din ang dynasty no dahil nga fat dynasty no nagbudulot yan ng cholesterol sa ating political system no at masama yan para sa health ng ating demokrasya no at ang nangyayari kasi hindi na ito public service pero nagiging family enterprise na ang ang pagtakbo sa politika no so uh, yun ang yan ang pagkakaiba ng fat and thin no yung yung ano kasi no kung kung tayo magtutulak ng uh, reforms no pwede naman siguro pagbigyan natin hanggang do sa tin dynasty no kasi mm-hmm. talagang imposibleng totaling at this point in time ay matatanggal natin yung phenomena ng political dynasty no example din uh, dynasty kanwari yung ama natapos yung term na term out siya nakatatag yeah. terms as a member of the house of representatives pwede sumunod yung anak o asawa o kapatid oo pwede okay. pwede No, kasi ang sinasabi din nila kasi isang dahilan daw bakit dumami ang dynasty at naging fat ay dahil sa term limits, no? <laughs> Totoo 'yan, no? At at, at at 'yan ang naging ano rin, no? naging conclusion ko sa aking doctoral dissertation not so long ago, no? Uh, pero ang problema kasi dapat yung term limit sinabayan nung anti-dynasty law, no? Dapat sabay kasi 'yon. At dahil nga hindi sinabay 'yon, lalong dumami ang dynasty. Ngayon, Uh, sa sa dami ngayon ng ano ng uh, political dynasty sa bansa natin siguro ang kailangan nating gawin ay uh, siguro compromise no hayaan natin siguro yung tin pero yung fat uh, yun ang kailangan uh, ayusin okay in your new book you also made a definition you also defined yung tinatawag na bossism right is that a feature that is often found in political dynasties or not necessary Lee. not necessarily no but it's one of the uh, it's one of the political uh, strategy or tactic in the arsenal of a political dynasty no and there have been uh, polit- bossism or the use of violence in politics is a throwback to uh, the old ways of philippine politics no ng uh, uh, post war no uh, in which uh, you know violence uh, uh, was So, guns gun and, and gold no yung common yan nung panahon ng after the war no pero in recent years na because of the uh, uh, the rise of uh, the power of uh, traditional and new media like social media no it is exactly difficult uh, already to uh, uh, to strike fear no unless you are in the far flung areas and provinces no so nakita naman natin yan no dito sa Metro Manila na ubus na lahat ng so-called political warlords no mm-hmm. uh, but back in the 90s i remember no there there were one or two or three political warlords still operating in Metro Manila no but they, eventually they were defeated no and then of course the the ang pinakagrabing uh, bossism at political dynasty na nakita natin ay yung Maguindanao massacre no mm-hmm. pero uh, sa panahon ngayon nga ng uh, social media mahirap na rin yan Hmm. Yung nakita nating image ni uh, Luis Chavez Singson, yung namimigyan namumudmud ng pera using a money gun, dispensing uh, paper bills. Hmm. What did that uh, what was that emblematic of? 
for as far as you're concerned when you saw that? Ah, uh, well, yeah, you know, you know, that that uh, that is all already the that sums what is wrong with uh, local politics in the Philippines. No, so uh, uh, that is exactly what uh, we call money politics. No, uh, the the lure and power of uh, money instead of uh, uh, platforms, ideologies, and policy in uh, local elections. And the images, no? Yung yeah. barrel, yeah. era. If I'm uh, not mistaken, yung, yung gun was also yeah. gold, yung kulay. Gold, yeah. And then so, the, the blatant nature of the way it was being done, no? Yung talagang... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yung impunity pa, no? the impunity okay. factors there. Okay, finally, Dinti Hanky, let's talk about the 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 expected influence of uh, political clans, not just at the local level, but also at the national level. How do you think they could also affect greatly election outcomes in May this year? For example, you're well, someone running for president, vice president, right. or senator. Right. Uh, what we're seeing is actually the consolidation of uh, all the political clans and dynasties. No? And we have seen this uh, in the rise of the uh, and the emergence of a tandem no? that uh, best represent no? uh, dynastic politics in this country. And I, apparently, you know, all the other uh, local political families and clans and dynasties are now uh, gravitating around their candidacy. No? So, uh, you know, uh, if ever they uh, they win no, in this year's election, no, uh, this will be the apex of dynastic politics in the country. You're talking about the Marcos Duterte tandem along with three yes. other political dynasties. Precisely. In right. Group. So, okay. So, okay. dynastic consolidation. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dina. Julio Tihanki, for joining us tonight on the program. Thank you very much, Christian. We're going to take a quick break. After the fact, we'll be right back. <laughs> 